Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Simon and Dan podcast, the place where science and conspiracy collide. It's episode 21. I know I said I'm going to stop in the episodes, but I'm used to it now, so I'm going to do it. Um, yes, yes, everyone, do not worry. He joins me once again, the pin-up guy for inquisitive cats everywhere. It's cats. Welcome, buddy. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I, I missed you. I missed your blooming thing, didn't I? I do, do you know what? I had oh. the uh, I had the volume down low because my my son was messing around with it earlier, uh, playing low. So I put the volume down. So uh, we missed half your half your jingle. Sorry about that, mate. Oh no! It's, 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 I think it's like I I listen to it so often every day. It's one of those things that <laughs> when I'm feeling a little bit down, I, I've got it on my phone. I play it. It gets me it gets me going. So I've heard it plenty of times. I was going to say you've downloaded it. This is to all those people that thought there was never a jingle for you. There was, there was people saying there's no jingle. He's making it up. There you go. It's there. So yes, it's my ringtone now. Uh, awesome. <laughs> um, so this week we're doing something slightly different, aren't we? Um, we've had many guests that are experts in their field and were very much on the side of science. But this week, our guest is slightly different. He's here to try and tell us why the moon landing never took place. Um, he has five pictures to prove it as well, as well as other bits and pieces. So without further ado, I give you Carl. Welcome and thank you for joining us. How are you doing, Carl? Fine, and uh, thank you, uh, Dan and Katz, for having me. Yes, just want to say that um, I also want to sort of learn a little bit from yourselves. Okay. And uh, so it's it's basically just sharing five of the moon landing photos and sort of getting opinion. But I must say that uh, I've written three books, um, and the dyslexia code, that took me six months of research. The house print code, another six months. And then the universe code took me seven years wow. as a, okay. a topic. For the moon landings, I've only spent a day and a half, say 12 hours on it. Okay. I've done two further podcasts before this. Um, but to be honest with you, once I looked at it, even for a day, um, I just got a completely fishy feeling about it. But there are other reasons that I'll discuss later on after the five photos, why the moon landing for me because my main drive is to make the world a better place, sure. um, is an important item. Okay, that's completely fair enough. Um, I think we're all in agreement there. I think we all want to make the, the world a better place. Um, and just to point this out, this won't be a full debate. It's 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 Carl bringing forward his evidence. It's Katz and I discussing it and maybe giving some uh, opinions and, and avenues of research off the back of it. So it won't be in the style of a debate that you normally know. Um, so, Carl, what, what was it that first got you interested in looking at the moon landing? Um, about three years ago, I spiritually, I just decided to look at it. And I, look, I looked at it for about a day. And I was absolutely fabricated at what I saw. So it wasn't for a particular reason or anything okay. like that. Okay. So, so um, I mean... Was it just out of curiosity that that time, or or was it like you've heard things from people and you thought I might better look into it? Or yes, I, I heard it on um, various sort of places. People that actually had said that they could believe it took place, and I and I, th I just thought let me investigate it for a for a day, and I did. And I was um, there's most probably twenty things we can discuss today. I sort of just picked five photos. Yeah, but it's the further information that's actually the, the hard sort of stuff. But, you know, just listening to a schoolgirl asking Armstrong, why have we gone back after 50 years kind of thing? It's, um, it just doesn't make sense. 
So a lot of the things in my three books, uh, so I've got a website now called lightsurface.me. Yes. Um, L-I-G-H-T-S-S-U-R-F-U-R-S dot N-E. And I've got 12 po- topics that I've picked, and this is one of the 12. And all of them have got a slant of uh, making the world a better place. And perhaps if I can just mention it at this point in time, so I'm Christian, okay. but I believe that, um, so, so Hinduism and, and Buddhism is all about reincarnation. And I've got proof of that uh, reincarnation was taken out of the Old and New Testament. And uh, the Quran is actually a highly scientific document. Uh, 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 Muslims have just haven't looked for it. If you go to search engine, it's all there. And if you believe in reincarnation, then what you do is it's a cycle of life. Okay. And you come to Earth, and Earth, Earth turns out to be hell, for my research. Uh, I just want to say, I, as I mentioned, re- research for seven years. I had a million words after seven years of my research notes. Wow. And then it took okay. me six months of just sitting down 17 hours a day, getting rid of two-thirds. And then I chucked the third of a million into 21 chapters, and I got rid of a half because it duplicated. But 70 to 80% left was from the spirit world that some of your audience will and others will definitely query. Sure. But it's, again, the things that make sense. But my main goal, as I mentioned, is, well, actually, my main, main goal is uh, peace. And I believe if the five main religions can, which make up 75% of humanity, can relax through truth, through the scriptures, then we can start with uh, world peace. But um, it's in reincarnation, you come to earth, which turns out to be hell, and you have life lessons. You actually decide before you come in. One okay. of the, I studied at the College of Psychic Studies in London, and one of my tutors could actually remember before she came in. There's very few people that can do that. You sit with the committee, they almost call it the committee of 12, and uh, you can take on any mission. And if it's too big, they say maybe it's too big, blah, blah, blah. This is all in the spirit world. <laughs> and, um, and that's why when you wake up, when you uh, not wake up when a baby is born the first breath it takes is when your soul actually enters your body this is all information from the spirit world now then you have your you have to wake up your missions and that's why a lot of people are always constantly searching especially when you have midlife crisis and stuff because they know they haven't woken up their missions and then if you stuff up kill people do this do that fraud all these things then when you pass over, you've got to come and do your life lessons again. And that's really what karma is about, bad karma. Now, the how does it link to the moon landing? Okay, before before you do that, I've got a couple of questions. I don't know if you've got any cats, but uh, I, I I think cats will agree with me. We, we definitely don't argue on your mission. I mean, I'm completely behind that. But what would you say to someone like me who's not religious, who thinks that life on earth is is a beautiful thing it's got to be appreciated and it is the uh it's the simplicity and simplicity and the beauty of it is something to behold what would you say to me if i if i hold that opinion i would say it's fine it's just it's like the communist party in china you have to be atheist to be a communist party member okay but they persecuting i've got a topic on why we should stop buying chinese products and uh, they persecuting 25% of their population 
which is mainly Buddhist, then Christians, and only then the Muslims, which is currently talked about. And it's, um, you know, so everyone's got their view. But I just want to say to you that in seven years, I wanted to sort of find out what's what. Uh, I would invite you to read my book, The Universe Code Book, because it's not a coincidence that we, uh, it, it's, is it, the science behind it is huge. Okay. Okay. Kat, have you got anything, Kat, you want to add to that? No, other than, you know, like I say, I appreciate the, the sentiment behind what you're trying to do. And um, yeah, I think it's great. That, that, that's it really. Yeah. And I've never want to argue with somebody on anything that was faith-based uh, because ultimately that's not, you know, I can't prove or disprove the existence of any sort of, uh, you know, the, the two marry themselves well for me, science and, and religion, you know, so uh, good luck to you. Yeah. Well, the thing is, 75% of um, humanity, or something like that, uh, believe. Well, let me put you this way: out of the um, 75, yeah, 75 percent of humanity, I think, is made up of the five main religions. So predominantly, people believe. I don't know the exact percentage. I think I think you're in the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so therefore, my drive is world peace. So it's the truth of the five main religions will make the main five main religions relax and then we can have world peace. So that's actually funny enough, got nothing to do with whether you're atheist or not. It's, it's the five main religions basically fighting each other, which is a big, big issue. Yeah. I think I can agree on that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you add up the death toll for for the religious wars and, and and that through history, and and you can see that it's vastly superior to any death toll of any wars we've had recently. Yeah. Um, do you? Or were there any other conspiracy theories that you subscri- subscribe to, or or I mean, I know, I know you don't think the moon landing is a conspiracy theory. Is there, is there anything that would be called a conspiracy theory that you subscribe to other than the moon landing? Yeah, I don't like conspiracy because I would prefer call it a truth theory. Okay. Uh, because I, I don't, I don't want to conspire against anyone or something like that. I, um, you know, they are. I understand in a week's time you're going to have someone that believes in the moon landing. That's a scientist. So obviously, uh, I've heard what a lot of uh, them say, and then I've heard film photo experts that says the moon landing could never take place, and. So to me, it's something that uh, I've done two podcasts, which is on lights of of me, and I've sent uh, those off, well, actually, my website, and I said, click on that number, um, to the uh, City of New York, the prosecuting office there, just literally a week ago, and asked them to take NASA to court uh, in New York City, because the only way this is going to be resolved is through experts sitting in a court with a jury because you've got two sides and then they both are passionate and both have got their views and you really need you know like the first photo we're going to discuss which uh, i'll I'll get to it immediately going to say the one side said this is footage from that nasa um, gave and the other side said well this is superimposed so until um, it goes to court, we we, we really cannot uh, resolve the matter. Um, one of my next questions was going to be, how do you feel about NASA today? But I think you've half answered that. Uh, I, feel, I feel okay about NASA today. Um, 
but they've got a problem from NASA 50 years ago. Okay. And they are still NASA, so they they actually have to clean up the mess because it's not it's not only uh, discussing the moon landing. There's a history which we're obviously going to discuss today with how it started with who ran NASA 50 years ago. <laughs> but um, just before, if I can just finish on that reincarnation point. Sure. Yeah. The importance of all of this is that people have karma, but countries also have karma. Karma. So the U.S. as a country, U.K. has karma. The U.S. as a country. Now this is all information from the spirit world, and un- the U.S. cannot be the leader of the free world unless, in my view, I'm just saying my view, this is a really fishy situation. This moon land. And I just get, I go with my gut feel, which I've, I've discovered and I've got reasons why gut feel is far more important than the mind, that this is really fishy situation. Now the, so NASA needs to clean up its act and they've got a big problem coming in my view. This is obviously my view. Yeah. With they wanted to go back in 24 to the moon. And also now we'll discuss one of the video clips. They're now going to Mars. They, there's now things starting to come out where they, they've got serious problems because they're going to be caught out in my view. So I know uh, I can communicate with the spirit world. The spirit world have also said to me the moon landing is a fake. So I'm, to me it's great because I know in the next three to four years, if we don't even go to court, it's all going to be exposed. Yeah. So, um, um, I mean, you mentioned karma there uh, briefly. Uh, we've got an expression in the UK called swings and roundabouts. Then if you've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. So swings and roundabouts. So uh, I would, what would you say if it, if someone said, Oh yeah, karma's a thing, but it's all swings and roundabouts. Everyone gets good luck, bad luck, you know, good things happen to them, bad things happen to them. It just evens itself out throughout a lifetime. Um, well, it, it, if you've got, if you believe in reincarnation, you've got different lifetimes, but you, the problem is, if you do a bad deed in this lifetime, if you believe in reincarnation, then you've got to come back and redo that lifetime. Okay. You're not, the whole purpose is to make the world universe evolve. If you believe in spirituality, the whole purpose is to make the world grow and evolve. And you're not part of that. When it, um, what you just said comes a lot also, but I do believe in yin and yang. Okay. Scientists know for every negative, there's a positive. So, um, you need you need both sides. We we're discussing two sides of the thing. You do need some both sides, but you need to evolve over time. Okay, and so what you're saying is, if if you complete your mission, then you aren't reincarnated. No, you are reincarnated again. Okay, but you can move you can move on to becoming a higher, a different, a higher spiritual being. Okay, okay, because you've got life lessons. There's the, every, everything has got a purpose. We're not just here by accident. And and is anyone ever aware of their mission, or you know, is it consciously no. aware? No. Okay. So this is this is the issue. You've got to wake up your own uh, mission. Now, with me, it happened when I lost everything in the sub- Irish subprime property crisis. Well, the the world, the, the U.S. subprime crisis in August two thousand seven. It only really hit the U- okay. U.K. in two thousand eight, and that woke me up when I lost everything. I started researching the mine. And then spiritually starts things started happening. But it's a mission is and the spirit will use the name mission specifically. And it's something that you need to wake up. 
Okay. Um, any questions on that, Katz, before we move on to the, the moon landing stuff? No, no, that makes sense. Uh, I'm eager to see some of these images now, though. That would be uh, looking forward to this. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do you want to kick us off then, Carl? What have we got first? Okay. So if I just go into share mode. Yes. So I've got uh, need to go in there. So I've got here. So first of all, I'm using a climate friendly. Uh, I don't know your views of climate, climate change, but a climate friendly uh, browser. Okay. So I've made a mistake. Nice. Uh, I didn't know about that. ECOSIA.org. Okay, so I've put in C on rock moon landing, but it will, whatever you put in Google, it will be the same. And then I put in images. And there you can see. So I've already discussed that. You've got the C on it. Okay, for the for the podcast listeners only who aren't watching the, the, po- the channel, uh, we've got the, it's quite a well-known picture. It's the rock with the little C uh, in the top left-hand corner. Um Cats, any thoughts on that? Foy? Well, I mean, I've I've seen that before, and and you know, you can look at all sorts of. In my opinion, you know, you can look at all sorts of images and make out things that look similar to certain things uh, and whatnot. To me, you know, it is it is a mark on the rock from that angle, lit up from that angle, appears to be a sea. What I find interesting about this, uh, I don't think it is a sea, but I think from that angle, what I find interesting about this, if you look at the shadow. The way that the the shadow is going to the left of that rock, yeah, and you can see the C shape on the rock. It looks like actually there's a little ridge on the rock that is casting its own shadow in that same direction that gives the the impression of a C. I don't think that's a pen mark. Okay. I think if it was illuminated from the other side, we we wouldn't we wouldn't see that. Um, so yeah, I agree. It does look like a C, but I uh, I you know I'm I'm doubtful on that. I'm. I'm of a slight different opinion. So, Carl, I'm sure you're aware that that picture is is blown up from a from a larger picture, isn't it? That rock. Yeah. Um, and when you look at the actual hard image of the original picture, there's no sea on that rock. So, what I want to know is how does that sea get on that rock from the blown up image? When we if we take the actual image that was taken by the NASA astronauts, there's no sea on it. So what 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 one of these photos would you say is the original? Are you saying that one there? Uh, if you go back to the top row, yes. Uh, and there you go. Uh, next one along on the right. There you go. So that's there's there. there's the full image, um, and then the, the the cropped blown up image is the one with the C on. Well, you know, as a non-expert, I would just say that's a blown up thing. So you can't see the C on the smaller one because it's just smaller. It's just eyesight issue. Okay, okay, that's uh, that's one argument, I guess. I guess if we looked into that properly, we got the high definition version of it. We could possibly zoom in and have a look. Um, yeah, that, I agree. That's what one should do. Yeah, um, I haven't heard that argument sort of before. The only argument I've heard is that. So you've brought in two sort of separate arguments. Yeah, and this is why we need to get the experts in. The only argument I've heard so far is that from the people said moon landings take place is that the sea was superimposed afterwards. So there's uh, different things. To me, um, if it's proven that these are NASA footage and that is that small rock blown up and it is on that small rock that needs to be proven, then um, it's a sea. It's okay. not something that could buy miraculously if it looks like a sea if, or if If indeed it is from the blown up, from the full proper HD image, you can see it, then there's definitely something weird about that. 
If not, I would say that something's happened between the the, the full HD image to the suit to the uh, to the cropped blown up image. Something's happened in that process of the sea going on there. Yeah. That's what so I would hypothesise. You can actually see a YouTube video on the second row of what you've got on the screen that does seem to say that that one there that says no that that seems to imply the same thing that actually on the, the oh, original yeah. there is no no see. I wonder if that actually goes into I mean I've not looked at that but I wonder if that goes into uh, into analysing it a bit deeper possibly yeah. yeah so but it comes back to the same point you need two experts that sits on both sides because both sides. I've got sort of arguments. Could we go to the second one? Sure. Yep. Let's move on. Okay. So I've put in for those on auditory shadows, parallel moon landing, and mm -hmm. then I click on images. Okay. So I'm just saying what I've now learned in the last sort of podcast as well. Sure. Is and and just speaking to people on on that's on auditory. If, if shadows are different angles and it's taken from a photo from a person, uh, yes. it, it, it doesn't have to be parallel. So that I understand. Okay. But if a photo, and I'm just going to uh, look for one here now, is of a, at a right angle. So, for instance, uh, okay, I could click on that one, but let me just get another one. So if we click on that one now that people cannot see, at a right angle, okay, the one is slightly above the other person, so I need to actually pick another one because those two shadows are not parallel. Now, the moon, the, sorry, the sun is coming from just one direction. Okay. So those lines, if they're next to each other on the same height, so that's actually a bad one. I just need to pick one where people... Uh, Okay, there's one. So they've superimposed that light on it. So there's mm. two two guys. According to the people said, didn't they place actual NASA footage? And they're standing next to each other, the same height, at a and it's rectangle. It's at a. Um, it's not from taken at from a person's body. Sure. So it's, it, those shadows must be uh, parallel. Surely. Uh, what do you think, Katz? Anything on that one? Yeah, I'm just wondering. Could you can you scroll up, please, uh, Carl, to the the, the top? Because I just keep scrolling to. No, yeah, right to the top. Yes. There I'll we go. To, I'll, I'll try. So, so I think this is so that one you hover in your mouse over there. Now we have the wooden post, and I've seen that one before in relation to this argument, and um, and I've looked at this before for a video I made. Now, I'm not much of a uh, photographer, but I did look at a lot of people talking about uh, photography and, and seeing exactly this effect. We can see those stumps in the ground on that image you've got for us, and they're all being lit by the sun. And we know that those shadows are parallel because they're being lit by the sun, but look how unparalleled they look. And when you take uh, you know something that's got depth to it and different elevation, um, and you, you, you're taking a photograph and it's being imprinted on like a 2D image, it, it will cause things that are parallel to look as if they are not parallel. Um, and I think what you're hovering over there is, is, is an example. We know that those shadows are parallel, yet they don't look parallel. So I don't think it's a phenomenon that, um, that, certain, that, that 
suggest that there had to be an extra source of light or anything like that. I think that picture there kind of explains it, really. Um, I'll, I would just add that the surface of the moon is... It's, it's there's a lot of uh, craters, a lot of elevation. It's probably could be quite easy for a shadow to be to look like it's one direction when it's not because the ground beneath it has subsided. Um, and I would also add that if there were more than one light source, then surely there'd be two shadows or three shadows. Okay, so if so, I take the height. If you are standing on different heights, okay, let's go to the second row now. Okay, so. Um, now this one is a bit uh, faint. I just want to get one uh, that is more protruded. So let me just and and not taken from with a wide lens camera. Okay, let's click on that one now. Sorry, people, order order tree. Don't worry. But, Everything that we're discussing, I'll be flashing up on um, on the on the YouTube screen, and obviously the order tree ones will describe it as we can best we can. Yeah, so there you've got, on the, on the moon, you've got the actual spacecraft and you've got a shadow at a certain angle. And then another shadow, literally, at the 45-degree angle to it. And the sun must be coming from the left. And I, um, I, I don't know about... pushing oh. out the boat a lot when it comes to from an angular point of view. I don't know what you think on that one, Katz, but I would suggest that that's the position of the viewer is the reason that is the angle of those shadows. Is that a fair comment? I, I think so. I, I think, again, it's similar to the photograph that was on screen before. Um, I think you know, if you take something that's... Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, if the viewer was stood in between those two yellow arrows in the middle, then they would mm. see a shadow, both shadows moving away from their their perspective wouldn't they i think so and like you said that there are only there is only one shadow you yeah. know there's not if there's multiple light sources like a, a movie set there would be more than one shadow and the way that those lines have been drawn back you know to converge um they are converging at a point where something that diagram there isn't a light source um yeah i I, th I just think it's similar to that photograph we saw on earth with the tree stumps i i just think that 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 is the effect that sometimes you get when you're taking a photograph yeah. uh, and taking a, a three-dimensional image and with depth and plotting it onto a two-dimensional piece of paper you get parallel lines not looking parallel yeah what do you think yeah. Carl? yeah so you know th this is where again it needs to go to court because the the film experts they need to speak to a film expert and, and they say for certain technical reasons it's not the case so it's for a layman like myself it's uh, it's very very difficult but, Can but, I go? but you're happy that that that's a bit of a gray area though well you know if i look at uh th that one the one we just looked at is difficult yeah if i look at um the one we looked at before where we've got that lamp I don't know where we had it, so, sort of a spotlight where they superimposed it. Yeah, this one. Yeah. Um, that one to me is very, very fishy. Uh, I, I would question the the um, legitimacy of that photo. Would you, Cats? That, that one there? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it looks it does look a little bit odd. Where's that come from? I I I don't recognise that as being um an official photo. I could be wrong. I mean, if it is, one of those shadows is way, 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 way longer than the other one, isn't it? And yeah. if they are stood so close, then there's obviously some kind of um, elevation change there, which is, yeah. is going to affect the way the shadows look. Yeah, I would just, I would need to authenticate that photo, I think, before I commented on it more. Yeah, and this comes back to the uh, court case. Sure. Can I go on to the... Yes, uh, yes, please do. The next one. Okay, so no stars moon landing and image images okay so what i've learned is that the moon is you, from earth you always see the shiny side so the back side of the moon we never see so sure. that. synchronous rotation but, okay and then because the rotation is 27 days at half of that, so 13.5 days in, the sun is directly on top of the moon. And at that point, it's 127 degrees Celsius. So for American listeners, that's 27 degrees above boiling point of water. And so they can only land on the moon, if uh, for the layperson like myself, when it's sort of in the beginning of that 27, seven-day period. Otherwise, it's going to be literally too warm, especially 50 years ago. Otherwise, they would have had air conditioning, all this kind of thing. Yeah, so they're, they're not not—they're landing in a, in a kind of a, a dusk-dawn sort of zone on, on, the, on the moon, aren't they? Yeah. Now, all these photos, and please sort of help me with this, is, is done on... The, the sh there's no spotlight, obviously, in the moon, so there's got to be sun. So, it's, as you say, dusk or dawn. So why is there no, if, if we're going to look later on, on the Mars Perseverance, yeah. you can see the sunlight, you can, you can see the sun on the moon, and then you can see behind it sunlight. So there's two problems for me as a layperson. First of all, that darkness in the background, which is just pure black, mm -hmm. if it was pure black, it should have had stars in it because I understand the moon is in a vacuum, there's no atmosphere, so therefore, it it either has to have stars in it, and very bright, like scattered stars, as you can see if there's no atmosphere somewhere. But in my view, that should be sunlight, as we're going to see in the uh, Mars Perseverance chat a bit later. Um, what? How how familiar are familiar are you with with cameras like DSLR cameras? And I'm not a camera expert. At all. Okay, so do you know? things like aperture and shutter speed and stuff like that yes i know yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I from what i've seen from what i've read about about the photos taken on the moon um the shutter speed had to be pretty quick because it was quite bright on the moon's surface i believe it was one fifteenth or one twentieth fifth of a second maybe um at that sort of exposure you're not going to pick out any stars especially when the moon is as bright as as it is in the foreground um, if you wanted to get this exposure for the stars, you'd have to have the shutter open a lot longer, in which case I'd imagine you'd, it would just be just whiteness because the, the, the brightness from the moon would be too much for the for the camera. Um, would you be happy with that, Katz, as an explanation for that? Yeah, that, that's what I've um, 
I've seen that explained uh, a few times. Yeah, it's just the exposure settings of the camera. And yeah. I've seen people on Earth replicate that yes. on, a, on a night, going out and taking photographs of the moon from Earth, you know, filming, filming the moon, seeing the stars in the background, and then taking a photograph where the stars are not visible, you know, replicating the, yeah. the, the same setting. So I think that that's on YouTube on a, a few sort of like debunking sites. And just to go slightly further, Carl, um, I, I sometimes take photos of stars. If I have a relatively quick shutter speed, they will, they will look fairly dim and reasonably the same colour. If I keep the camera dead still, even on a, uh, on a motor, and open the shutter for a minute or even two minutes... The stars will be different colours, they'll be really bright, they'll stand out against the darkness of space. So it definitely has something to do, the fact there's no stars, with that camera, the way the photo was taken. So just out of interest, so that is when we look at it from a blackness, but I believe that that should be all uh, sunlight in the background. Is that also still to do with the shutter speed? No, that would probably be due, due down to the fact there's no atmosphere on the moon and therefore the light can't be scattered by the atmosphere like it is here on Earth. That's how I would... There is, I mean, it's very, there is an atmosphere, but it's extremely tenuous, isn't it, Cats? There's, there's, there's nothing, hardly anything. <clears throat> so there's nothing for the light to scatter, uh, to scatter the light on the surface of the moon. So here on Earth, obviously, we've got a, a thick atmosphere. It scatters the light uh, and, and we see the blue sky or all those red sunsets or whatever. But apart from Earth, that's got four stratospheres and then Mars, I understand, so the moon is, everything else is in a vacuum. Yes. So how come when we look at anything, um, we can see the sunlight behind it? So you, you can, we can see the stars in, in, you know, the sun, when the sun is out, you can see the sun. It's, it's not dark. So that sort of baffles me a little bit. So the, the, the sunlight as it comes through the atmosphere, I don't know if you're familiar with something called Rayleigh scattering. Um, the, our atmosphere is made up of a lot of nitrogen. It's the nitrogen in the atmosphere that as the sunlight comes through it, it literally, imagine, you know, smashing a, a billiard table, or, you know, all the balls flying everywhere. The, the nitrogen in the atmosphere is essentially doing that to the sunlight as it comes through and it's bouncing it around and scattering it in all directions down to us. Um, which means that, uh, you know, the sun can be up there right ahead of you, but light from the sun that is traveling maybe all the way over there is being scattered by the nitrogen back to your eyes uh, in, in that blue wavelength. And, and that's what gives the illusion that the atmosphere is kind of being illuminated. Um, and I believe because there is no, Oh, sorry, cats. I interrupted you there, but I was going to say I believe Mars has about three percent nitrogen uh, in its atmosphere, which is why you still get that that scattering effect on Mars as well. Uh, and and uh, I wonder if that because because it, it's the nitrogen that, that causes the it's the blue wavelengths it scatters yeah. more. And I wonder if there's less. That's why it's exactly. not as you know yeah. not as blue perhaps. Yeah. But yeah, because we, because there is none of that on the moon there's nothing for that light to to scatter off around so you, you you would expect in my opinion to see nothing but black yeah agree okay because of time could, could we move on sure. to the yeah 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 one? shadows length moon landing okay images. we're back on the shadows so we're back on the shadows but uh, now more linked to length so if you look at that photo over there two people on the same height mm -hmm. next to each other um why is the other ones 
and, and the sun is can only come from one direction, why is the one shadow much longer than the other shadow? Um, I would I would argue that it's not that much longer. I would argue that's probably what you'd expect to see. Don't know, Katz, what do you think? Uh, yes, yeah, I'd say the difference isn't massive, but do we know, you know, how is is one of them stood, stood higher. slightly higher yeah. than the other one? Is there a slight elevation change? Um, you know, I do understand what you're saying. It's the but that's the I difficult thing, that's... isn't it? Knowing exactly mm. where they're positioned. Yeah. Okay. I don't see anything that should, should be impossible. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's another example of two people close to each other, the same height. Um, that seems to be the, the old one. Yeah. You see, for me, if they they seems like the same height, they're very close to each other. Surely the sun comes from millions of years ago. That that shadow should be within minute millimeters of each other. You know, like exactly nearly the same. But, but, that, but that picture you're hovering over there. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry. Go on, cats. So, so that, that bit. Sorry, I didn't um, diminish. That picture you're hovering over there. The guy on the right looks very, very clear to me like he's stood in some kind of ditch it looks like he's certainly i mean just look at the position of the feet uh it looks he looks like he's he's certainly stood lower and well also uh, than the, the other guy. also the guy on the left his knees are slightly bent as well aren't they you can see hmm. so maybe he's, he's slightly s like smaller in height uh also the, the, the sun would probably quite be quite, by the looks of it quite near the horizon so he'd expect those really long shadows as well hmm. yeah, sorry okay. guys i mean to interrupt no, no, no. Um, horizon, moon, landing is the last one. Okay, cool. And yeah, the issue is what the experts say that says in the manual place. They say with the horizon, yeah, you see, you, you'll see the moon, and then you, but you can always yeah see the end of the horizon. Okay. horizon, and that doesn't happen in nature so you can look at all these photos you can always see clearly the end of the horizon with your and when we're going to look at the mars perseverance you can see that that doesn't take place you you, you see the immediate forefront and then you see the horizon right after that okay i mean I, I would put that down to a couple of things one again being the fact there's no atmosphere uh, to reflect, refract any light down close near the horizon, which you'd expect here on Earth and on Mars. And two, I'd put that down to the fact that the moon is a lot smaller than Earth. Um, therefore, the horizon would be closer. Um, what do you think, Kat? I can buy the first one. Mm. The second one, I can't buy because the moon will still be massive. You know, it's because yeah, but all these photos, you can really see the end. You know, it's close by. You can see it. They're not, it's, you're talking about 100, 200 meters. Okay. On, yeah, on the Earth, my, that's my view as a no, not sure. You, you're looking on Earth at the horizon being about three miles away, aren't you? From yeah. from normal standing position, um, and I mean, how many times bigger? I forget now. How many times? It's about four, uh, isn't bigger, it? About four, about times? four times bigger. Yeah. So you are looking at less than a mile away for the horizon, aren't you? Um, um Carl, out of, a sorry, cats, interrupt you. Out of curiosity, Carl, um, the the Apollo Eleven. Um, where you can see the Earth, the ASU University one. 
are, are you aware you're happy that that's taken from orbit that photo so, um sorry we'll, we'll so try to one to the right that. one to the right down on the first down, down. There, that right that one there that's it yes are you happy that that one's taken from orbit yes that, yeah. that's earth that no from is. the from orbit around the moon Yes, yes. You're happy with that, yeah? Okay, cool. I didn't, I didn't know if you were. Well, I'm not saying no, no. I, I'm saying so. What the film expert says is this is all shot in the studio. Yeah. So, okay. But the 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 narrative. Well, don't say the narrative, but the this photo was taken by Michael Collins as he was orbiting the moon whilst the other two were on the surface. So he's going to be higher up, isn't he, in elevation when he's taking that photo? Mm. See what I'm, see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm. I'm seeing. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I didn't know if you were if you were limited to that, but you, or if you included ones on the surface as well. Um, sorry, just let me understand. So this one is on the moon, and that's the Earth. Yep. In the distance. Um, so, what is the difference between this one and say this one? Uh, Possibly that you're zooming in a bit more on the Earth on that yeah, one, or the, yeah. the 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 way you're taking the shot. Um, so, it's, yeah. you mean I can make the moon look small and big with my camera? So, yeah. Okay. Um, so, this is the end of my sharing. Okay, so, if cool. I can just click here, stop share. And you got a couple of videos you want us to watch, haven't you? Yes. So, um, I just want to see if we covered that. So. The first one is the Mars Perseverance. It's just a two-minute clip. Okay, okay. And it's again with the horizon. And perhaps if you can just sort of uh, comment on that. So that's not the first pictures that came through recently. It's the one that came through secondly. Okay, bear with me and a second. I'll, I'll no, I, know you, I know you say the moon is smaller, but you can the, the horizon to me is just looks completely different. Okay, two seconds. I've got some because uh, I've got um, this is a, a new computer. I need to change the settings on sharing things. So give me a second. Oh, don't want to do that. Uh, there we go. Okay. Um, can you see that? Yes. Yeah. You happy with that? Yeah. Okay. Fortunately, you're going to have to click on the right and yeah, just keep add. Can you hear it? I can uh, just about hear it. Better. Oh yeah, this no, this one hasn't got sound. Sorry, this one hasn't got sound. Sorry about that. Okay, that's all right. Oh, it's uh, it's coming through my end, so it'll be on the actual podcast, which is good. So we got images here of the Perseverance rover on on Mars, yes. That's it. Okay. So very shortly, it's going to start showing the horizon. Right. Uh, I don't think you need to forward. I think it's going to happen pretty soon. Okay. And nice shots anyway. I like looking at them. So there you go. So you can see... Right, I'm going to pause that there. Let's go back to there. There we go. Okay, go on. So this, so this is actually... That just repeats itself. So, so this to me is like the immediate horizon. So you can see this. It's similar to the moon. Yep. Then you've always got the horizon be behind that. That's sure. very far in the distance. I would say not three miles, but like could be 20, 50 miles. You know, I don't know how long you can see. 
but uh, much, much further. I mean, I, I would put that down to the fact that it landed in a crater. What do you think, Katz? Yeah, yeah, because you are going to have the lip of the crater, aren't you? Before yeah. it's not, it, it, it's already sunk quite low, isn't it? And it was a big crater, wasn't it, that it landed in? It wasn't like a tiny, it was quite a fairly large crater. And I don't think the fit, the fisheye lens helps no, judge distance too much. I think that first lip of the crater is uh, is a lot closer than you, you'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that's the reason, Carl, for that one. Uh, the difference is the fact that it's in a crater. Yeah, no, uh, that could be the case. Okay, um, the next one is the famous Van Allen radiation belt. Ah, okay. And so the YouTube clip, it's, a, it's about five minutes. I'm very keen on that one for the nearly the full five minutes. Okay, uh, let me just figure out here. I've lost my... I don't know what I'm doing, do I? Look at this. What's going on with Zoom here? Um, ah, there we go. Uh, where's my chat? There it is. Right, got it. This is the next one down, yeah? In this video, we're going to discuss yet another question, one of many. And this one has to do with the Van Allen radiation belt. And this is a donut-shaped uh, protective layer around the Earth. There's two, actually. Let me bring up this diagram. There's an outer radiation belt and an inner radiation belt. So you notice that two really, uh, what I would determine to be impenetrable layers. So Can you two hear that, all right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's something, actually, that NASA has on their website, NASA Van Allen Probes spot and an impenetrable barrier in space so talking about the van allen belts there now the reason why i bring this up is because we supposedly landed on the moon and here is the range right here from july 16th 1969 to december 7th 1972. now the very interesting thing about this is there's an orion mission an orion spacecraft mission uh to take people to mars so the or there's the flight test now this is scheduled to happen over the next few years they're going in stages they claim to be going in stages but there's an interesting video that i saw that promoted this orion uh mission and i'm going to bring that up right now very interesting right at the end actually is where this scientist uh really just kind of blows my mind and i don't understand what he's trying to say we are headed 3600 miles above earth 15 times higher from the planet than the International Space Station. As we get further away from Earth, we'll pass through the Van Allen belts. All right, you see it says high radiation right there. So I'm going to continue to play it. We'll pass through the Van Allen belts, an area of dangerous radiation. Radiation like this could harm the guidance systems, onboard computers, or other electronics on Earth. I want you to really pay attention at all the stuff that the radiation belts can harm, talking about that, as well as human life. Naturally, we have to pass through this danger zone twice, once up and once back. But Orion has protection. Shielding will be put to the test as the vehicle cuts through the waves of radiation. Sensors aboard will record radiation levels for scientists to study. We must solve these challenges before we send people through this region of space. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to back that up. I know the audio is a little bit loud. Bear with me, but listen to this part. Before we send people through this region of space. Um, wait a minute. Back it up. 
so, so basically we send that's, people that's this it. region of space okay um so we can stop that now so my comment there is nasa is now struggling to get the mars to work out how they could put man and woman onto the mars through the Fernando belt figuring out how they're going to do it 50 years after it was done how, how come i i think that's bad writing from the nasa uh the nasa media guys um for one um and i don't know what do you think cats i think that in terms of the van Allen belt radiation going through it from what i've seen and read is the equivalent of about 10 or 15 flights in an airplane in one go yeah um i think the, the original moon mission um it bypassed the uh, the inner belts didn't it and it yes. went through a very thin section of the outer belt and i think it showed that they receive less radiation from that than than a typical sort of like um, somebody who works in a nuclear power plant or with a radioactive substances would during a year. Yeah. Um, and I think, but it's about elim- I mean, again, it's about eliminating risk. You wouldn't put something in orbit through the Van Allen belts. You know, no. it's going to be so uh, sitting in all the time. And it is about eliminating risk, but it is a, it was a risky thing to have done. Yeah. And, that, um, and, they, and, they, and they were they were in a race, weren't they? Let's not let's yeah. not mess around. They were in is a race. Is it possible to take the image off so we can see each other? Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, well, my question on that is, you, you say, and that's what I've heard as well, that NASA just hit it at the shadow or, or something back 50 years ago. So why is NASA not doing it now for Mars as well? Why are they struggling with it? Why don't they go through that same thin layer? Well, I don't, I don't think personally that they are struggling you know i think that when people when you're communicating science and you're communicating what they're doing in in these missions you know we want to give a realistic image of what's happening the, the van allen belts are a real thing and they're out there and it, it, it's good to discuss that they're out there but the fact that they're discussing them and the potential dangers that they've got doesn't mean that they think it's an impenetrable barrier that they can't get through you know it, it if they didn't mention them you know, they wouldn't be educating us or, you know, communicating the science in the way that perhaps we'd like them to. Uh, but I don't think just because they mention it, it means it's some kind of huge problem that's going to stop us going to Mars. I would also say as well on that front that I think the risk back in the, for Apollo 11 and, and those flights is not an acceptable risk, an acceptable risk today. Um, I don't believe they would take those sorts of risks today in space flight that they did back then. So they want to be completely sure um, that everything is protected and everyone is protected as much as possible. Mm. Okay. So um, can I go on to Von Braun? Uh, yes. Is this the third one, is it? No, no. We're not on uh, the, the third one yet. So uh, just discussing things. Oh, okay. So, cool. Werner, so Werner Von Braun was in charge of the V2 rockets in Germany. Okay. In Second World War, as you know. And... Um, he was in charge of over the total period that he was there. And you can see a video right at the end of uh, killing 20,000 Jews, according to certain people that we're going to say, we're going to see people say that. In fact, they hanged five people in front of the, in front of the center every day, killed uh, five people. Um, then you've got the paperclip things where the, 
Russia and the US divided the scientists of the V2 bombs up of, of the Germans, and von Braun got sent to the to US. And he was very influential in the uh, take, you know, the, the rocket. So, you know, I believe as others that the rockets did go up, mm-hmm. but they never actually went further to the moon. Um, the, I mean, I, up to two years year ago, I was in the construction industry in the UK. And I've actually, one of my topics is on uh, fraud in the UK construction industry. And 50 years ago, so after Kennedy announced that the moon landing is going to take place, um, it had to just take place because of Russia and the competition of Russia. But it was billions and billions of dollars of, uh, of um, you know, going to contract to private firms and to and so forth. And I think the brown envelopes 50 years ago, compared to what I see in the construction industry now, would have been huge, 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 huge. So Von Braun is bad karma for NASA, that they actually put a SS and a Nazi using both. But the clip at the end is going to show more. So um, the, the next one is six Apollo missions, 1969 to 1972. Why did they stop? So that is that small, that girl asking uh, the astronauts, uh, why, why did they stop? Uh, is, that the, is that the third one, is it? No, 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 we're one. not on, to the thir- on that third one yet. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, so that links into the lunar probes. I won't pull it up now. Okay. But after 72, you've had hundreds of probes uh, from NASA, uh, Russia initially, then later on India, Japan, European. Why have they sent, why haven't they gone back for the last 50 odd years? Why are they sending all these probes and probes and probes? Surely if you've done it 50 years ago, you'll just go mine. You'll just send it back. Why are they only now planning to go back in 2024? Uh, okay, a cu- couple of things from me and then I'll see what Kat's got to say. Uh, first off, uh, the Von Braun thing. I don't believe that uh, the history of the Von Braun, although I don't know all of it, I know some of it, I don't believe that all of that, any of that history has any influence on what happened with NASA after that point. Um, he could have been riding unicorns that pooped Coca-Cola. I wouldn't have cared if he'd, if he'd got... If he was influential in getting people to the moon, then he was influential in getting people to the moon. I don't. I know you said it's bad karma and everything, but I don't believe it has a relevance into whether or not it happened. Um, the uh, why haven't we gone back? Issue I would say is ninety percent financial. Uh, the budget for NASA is extremely small now compared to what it was when they went. I think it's zero point five percent of the of the official national budget when when they went to the moon it was more like four or five percent um and i think sending people that far costs a lot of money what do you think Cass? yeah i mean it'd be great if if we'd have been going back to the moon constantly it would have been amazing but they had to push like dan said their uh the budget to about five five percent of the economy to to do that and it that's not sustainable 
you know, just not, you know, for yeah. one pound in every 20 uh, to, to be going constantly to just sending people to the moon when really there's no financial benefit or there's no, there's no, you're not going to recoup that, you know, it's just all for kudos to have been, they won the space race, you know, now let's focus on things closer to home. But, um, but it's good that they decided to go back. It's good that they decided to go back. Yeah, I think. But if you spend, it's, it's a bit like the electric cars now. Electric cars costing a lot more now because it's the car companies have to, the first car they build cost billions, millions and millions and billions. Um, and then, well, certainly for the car industry, all the car companies is costing billions and billions for the first car. But then over the next 20 years, they'll recoup, recoup that money. So to me, it just doesn't make sense. You spend all the billions, you get to the moon, and you can start mining. I understand helium-3 is on the moon that they could use to go to Mars. It's a good source of energy. Um, and you spent that huge amount of money on the perfecting it. And now to really send you know, to, 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 to send the rockets up will be a small percentage of that initial outlay. It's all done. It's, it's you know, so 50 years ago, you had it done, and then they just stop. And, and the money, the real money, the, the 90% of it would have been spent. So now you're actually getting to the next 50 years of cheaper or the next 10 years, say, the same crafts, and then you just stop suddenly. I think... No, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. And, and technology moves on, uh, doesn't it? Te as as technologies advance, et cetera, I don't think it's fair to say that we could, I think what you're saying is build on the back of the technology that, that they used. Uh, I suppose that, that's what you're saying. Um, you know, and it maybe we think about it like this, if you had a, if you had like a Morris Mine, which was a fantastic car, you know, and, and it was beautiful and it was absolutely great, but you wanted to improve taxi service in London, you wouldn't say, well, we've got our fleet of Morris Miners or whatever, they're, they're great cars. They're outdated. They're not as good as what we can build today. We wouldn't put our efforts into maintaining that. We design new and better. And, um, you know, it's it's that when they say, you know, we don't have that technology anymore, what they mean is that technology is outdated. There's no point in, in putting all our funds into into that when we can create something far better from scratch now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's, that's my and, and the funds is obviously. I mean, we got we got to remember right now as we speak, NASA don't have a, a launch vehicle; they don't have one. So the finances are obviously a massive part of it. The 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 Saturn V is the most powerful rocket ever built, and still is, and that costs a huge amount of money. And it it's there's a reason why they don't have a launch vehicle at the moment, and they're using SpaceX and uh, and other companies. Yeah, but well, once you've got that minor, minor, uh, Boris Minor, and you can use that for the next 10 years, you don't have to build the Mercedes Benz straight, you know, it's now Mercedes Benz they can build. You could, they've done it, they've perfected it, they've, so you spent 90% of the big money in, that's always the case, that initial prototype and getting it up there so many years. But um, I take your points. So is it possible to go to that? in News. Actually, can I share this clip? Because I, yep. I want to, um, so I'll share the third one. Sure. And okay. the reason being is I just want to read it, and, and it's a little bit small where it is there. Okay, go for it. So I'm just going to put that in there. So the main newspapers don't want to pub publish. What's, why is this happening? That's just an advert. Just... 
Oops, awesome. I can I get uh, our photos is above that, so I want to get rid of that. That's terrible. <laughs> so um, <laughs> a lot of the the main newspapers don't want to publish anything, and okay. I, I'm told that they're afraid of NASA and the government. But if this is true, this is Empire News. So I'm just going to read. NASA officials today admitted what many conspiracy theorists have been claiming for years, that man never walked on moon. Chief scientist Alan Anderson said that the lunar landing hoax had gone long enough, and it was becoming ridiculous to keep claiming that men have been to the moon. You have to understand, NASA was under a lot of pressure when President Kennedy promised nation that he'll put man on the moon before the Ruskies and space technology scientist Alan Anderson we told him it was impossible, so he knew it had to be faked. So I'll, um, I'll go off that, that's terrible. How can I stop share? Yeah. Um, so two points I've got there. Yeah. One is, is that a NASA scientist saying that? And if it's so, then it's wrong. And the second point is, if it is true, blaming Nixon. Nixon was assassinated in 63. And the Apollo missions went on to, as we know, the last one, 72, so another nine years. And in that nine years, there would have been a huge incentive financially. That's my gut feeling for, for this to go along. I believe, like, like the others, the people that believe that the truth is not out there, that uh, it was big business. They knew they couldn't do it. It's pride with the Russians and the money, the Brown envelopes was too, just too um, tempting. Okay. Um, yeah. So for, I think you're right. First off, you'd have to corroborate the source of that mm. of that uh, article. Um, and secondly, I think there's a couple of things I want to say. Uh, first is uh, you, you talked about Russia there, and you can put China in the mix as well. I'm sure they would have t taken any opportunity uh, possible to claim that the US faked it. Uh, they would have had, they, I'm sure they would have had a keen eye on the situation. Um, and secondly, uh, we did a, we did a podcast with a guy called uh, Michael Butter uh, about, I think it was about episode seven or eight. And he wrote a book on conspiracy theories. And he mentioned a mathematician who figured out that all the people involved with the moon landing, every single person who built things, who had management, whatever, uh, that if they all kept this secret about the moon landing, that statistically it would have been leaked after four years because of the amount of people, um, which obviously nothing has happened on that front. So mm. uh, I don't know, Katz, what do you think on that? No, I think, I think you're right. But going back to corroborating the source of that, just, yeah. I mean, I never heard of Empire News, but obviously I saw the link on the screen while you were um, yeah. displaying it. And I've gone to empirenews.net and there are some stories. I think it kind of shows what kind of a website there are. The, the headline on the first page is um, Michelle Obama files for divorce after Barack Obama admits he's gay. Oh, dear. The second one is, <laughs> yeah, the second one is Jeffrey Epstein uh, spotted alive and well. Yeah. Um, and uh, okay. President President Trump, it's 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 a it's a satire. Yeah. Okay. Site. Okay. So so the, the the source isn't great, but I think your point you still have a point off the back of it, don't you? That that about the secret being kept and all things like that. Don't you? Yeah. I, well, on that point, uh, I be, um, I believe that it would have been 
two or three people handing it. And okay. then obviously you had to have the crew in the studio that the film experts believe um, was somewhere somewhere in America, in a most probably a dome shaped shaped industrial sort of factory or something. Okay. And um, you and then you would have had those people. So it wouldn't have been the total NASA. And those people would have known that if they said anything, so it was probably 100 people, say. Okay. So it wouldn't be the total NASA. And they would have known if they whispered a word, it, you know, they would, it's the end of their life, basically. Right. But what, what about deathbed confessions? You'd expect that, wouldn't you? If it, it was on someone's conscience and if they were scared of NASA or whatever and they were about to die anyway, do you not think that something like that would have happened? Possibly. Possibly, yeah. That's uh, the, the, that's an interesting one. That's how I that's how I see that one personally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's not a um, the, 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 that to me is more plausible than okay. the that statistical one. Yeah. Uh, because I think uh, it would have been a small group. Okay. So the final one. Cool. I know time is a big issue for you. Um, that's all right. Yeah is Bonnie, um, which is the secretary of this chap from Brown. It's about 10 minutes, but it's only the first five minutes. Okay. That's okay. okay. Yep. And then right. that's, the, that's the concluding bit. No, it's not that site. The oh. Empire. It's the last the one. The last one. Got it. Yeah. Are you Bonnie? Bonnie. Bonnie today. And this is Bonnie 20 years ago when she was Von Braun's NASA secretary. Together, we walk over to the library where she keeps her personal collection of Von Braun memorabilia. This is Mrs. Von Braun, Dr. Von Braun, and this is me. This is the exploration of Mars. I typed this manuscript back in the early 50s for Dr. Von Braun. To Bonnie Holmes, they say we have hitched our wagon to a star, but say, isn't that road bumpy? Affectionately, Werner Von Braun. Looking back, I guess, I guess you would say he was handsome. I read a, an article recently that said Werner von Braun with his movie star good looks. I never, it never occurred to me that he had movie star good looks. But I, looking back at some of these pictures, I guess he did. He's a very handsome man. Were you ever tempted to have an affair with him? Oh, no, we didn't have time to even think about it. But he was a married man and I was a married woman. And no, it, it never occurred to me. There's Dr. Von Brown and President Johnson. Here's a good picture of President Kennedy and Dr. Von Brown. Liked President Kennedy very much. He admired him. In fact, he had an invitation. He and Mrs. Von Brown had an invitation to join them for dinner. Um, the dinner was supposed to be the day after he was buried. Everybody knew what that big B was. Anyone who got a note that had that B on it knew automatically that that was from Dr. Von Braun. Everybody recognized that. Later on, I discovered Von Braun's initial on this Nazi document, which directly ties him to the management of slave labor during World War II. His full signature can be found on this Nazi document, provided to me by the German government in which he requests labor, including prisoners, for his rocket factory in central Germany. 
And finally, I found Werner's signature on this 1969 NASA letter sent to an official two weeks after the Apollo mission, in which he admits being a member of Hitler's SS. And to quote him, I would appreciate it if you kept this information to yourself, as I think it could only harm my work at NASA if all this were given undue publicity. The Nazi program occurred in two places, development on the Baltic coast at Pinamunda and manufacturing at the Metalwork rocket factory here in central Germany. Inside these hills, in giant underground tunnels, 10,000 slaves worked at once building von Braun's V-2 rockets. Over 60,000 slaves passed through these tunnels. 20,000 of them died here. This is actual footage of the rocket workers, shot by the United States Army in 1945. This document implicates von Braun in, in the movement of concentration camp labor from Buchenwald to Dora. Mike Neufeld is the curator of World War II history at the Smithsonian. You can see on it his signature initial B in his characteristic hand. In the last paragraph of the document, he talks about getting certain privileges granted to this French physics professor, such as wearing civilian clothes instead of prisoner uniform, in order to increase his enthusiasm for doing independent work. By the fact that he was in Buchenwald and talked to the camp commandant, implicates him in the use of concentration camp labor in a way that no other existing document does. Nazis building our moon spaceship? I had never heard of anything like this before. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? Very good. And you? Great. Good to see you. Come on in. Sure. Alex Baum was a slave at the rocket factory and amazingly enough survived, even after being forced to actually dig these huge tunnels. We never saw daylight till the tunnel was finished and they brought us up. The first time we went out of the tunnel, we were like a bunch of blind men. We couldn't even see because we never had seen light for months and months and months. I'll go and get my stuff for you. I'm going to go. This is my number in Buchenwald and Dora. And because they didn't think you were Jewish, you did not have a tattoo instead no, of a patch. No, that's right, yeah. If you were Jewish, it would have been tattooed. Tattooed. Well, did you ever see Werner von Braun at the rocket camp? Yes. We also, I mean, anybody who was at the rocking camp saw von Braun, saw, we saw Himmler, we even saw Goering in Peniminde. That's the only time I saw him there. They used to hang five people a day in the entrance of the tunnel. I mean, who wants to see thousands of bodies, skeleton? I mean, that's all we were, skeleton, bodies. They didn't bother burying or anything. Like I say, you become beastly. It's like the president of a big corporation not being punished if things, if slave labor is working in their factory. He was, I nominated him for the International Boss of the Year and he won it.
because he was truly the boss of the year. It's like a mass murder letting him loose because he invented something. You wouldn't do that in this country. You would still be in jail. You would still be. So what can you do? What would have happened to Werner von Braun if he were still alive today? Behind armed guards work America's Nazi hunters, the United States Justice Department's criminal division. Some of the key individuals responsible for the great accomplishment of Apollo 11, the landing of human beings on the moon, were deeply involved in Nazi crimes during World War II. This isn't just guilt by association. It's not just that uh, some of them were in the SS or the Nazi party. They were personally complicit in Nazi crimes. Arthur Rudolph was Werner von Braun's head of rocket manufacturing under both Adolf Hitler and John F. Kennedy. The Justice Department brought war crime charges against him. But Rudolph was very much a de facto deportation. He was removed unceremoniously from the United States, and uh, the Justice Department exposed him for what he was. Which was? Which was a Nazi criminal. Unfortunately, von Braun died before the U.S. government, belatedly in 1979, uh, created this office and, and seriously undertook to investigate Nazis living in the United States. Had he still been alive, there is no doubt that he would have become a major subject of uh, federal investigation. Yep, so that's, that's as far. So your view on that? Um, Katz, do you want to, you got anything on that? I mean, you know, nobody's going to doubt there were absolutely horrendous atrocities carried out in the war. And uh, I just failed to see the link to anything to do with the moon landing for, from that. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit confused about what the link is meant to, meant to be. Uh, I mean, if you tell me he, he was a he, he was a bad person, or you know, I'm not a historian. I wouldn't I wouldn't dispute that, but I'm not sure how that links at all to the moon landing. Well, the, the link to me is that the brown envelopes. You can imagine if a guy was in charge of killing twenty thousand Jews, hanging five people per day, uh, completely unscrupulous. He'll do anything. That's a massive link. I don't think that him on his own would be capable of orchestrating uh, a moon landing hoax from the top just just because he's there's evidence that he's a bad person I don't I don't think he would have anywhere near the amount of influence needed to do that um, um, sorry mate I've I've read a little bit I've read a little bit about him um, I'm just going to postulate something to you, Carl, and, and then you can tell me what you think afterwards. So, if you're um, if you're a scientist and you're you have a passion for your work, which in this case is is rockets and the creation of them, and you're drafted in during a time of war by by the Nazis to build these rockets, and you want to just do what you want to do. You want to do your scientific work. You want to you have a passion for it. So. You're drafted in and you sign all the forms and you do what you're told and you and you you produce these rockets. 
And then another, once the war is over, the, another organization, an organization comes along and wants to give you money to continue doing the work that you love. Um, and you probably didn't really like what you were doing. The people you were working for before, you didn't really like. So you thought, yep, this is a great opportunity over in America. I'm going to take it to carry on doing the work that I love. Is that completely implausible, that scenario? Um, I, my view is that if you're in the Nazi and SS and you in charge of a rocket factory of killing 20,000 people, that's sort of nearly under, you know, it's, sure. it's sort of not disputed. Um, you are, you are guilty. Okay. And so I, I unfortunately personally i can't buy that okay argument. if you're in charge of that factory with the twenty thousand people are you do you own it are you the the man at the top telling who who owns that factory who employs those twenty thousand people if you if you're there in charge of it if you're there running it are you the main are you the main man that's what i'm saying if you're running that factory or are you doing it on the back of someone say so i think you you're the main man um, okay. You know, it comes back to people in charge of um, concentration camps, you know, uh, and the horrific things that happened in there. Um, the people, unfortunately, um, had the terrible things. Yeah, you know? of course. Um, yeah. So, so let's compare it to George Floyd. Now, maybe bad comparison, but maybe it is a good one. You know. Um, the, the, those could police cops um in my view i've been looking at all of the trial now so far but we'll see the defense in the next two weeks yeah it's those police especially that very uh, guy is is completely guilty of killing someone and you know you you can be in charge of something but it's how you do it so well brown um you know, he's he's got blood on his on his uh, on his hands, and okay. I I don't argue I don't argue that fact at all. I just wonder if it was under duress. That's all. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just referring to the George Floyd things. Uh, uh, you know, there's there's certain ways you can do things, and I think when you look at the concentration camps, there was some people that, you know, most of those guys were very hungry to kill to kill Jews. So the whole thing started very badly, and I think a guy like Von Brown, that was seen in that clip, you can see him with Jennifer Kennedy, he was one of the main guys. Yeah. Uh, to have had him in charge there, I think all of the kind of things could have happened, and very easily the thing could have been faked once they knew that they couldn't do it, and once they knew that they wanted to carry on. And for um, you know, the last person to blame is Kennedy. If, if anyone could blame me. Yeah. But the last thing I would like to say from my side sure. is I think we're going to find out in the next three years. That's right. The spirit world has said to me, it never took place, you know. Um, so let's let's see you in the next three years. It's going to be interesting three okay. years. Cool. So April 2024. Uh, I'll be in touch then and we'll... Uh, We'll chat definitely. Anyway, uh, Carl, thank you so much for the chat. It's been fascinating. I don't know about you, cats, but I've I've loved talking yeah. about this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's been um, great. O- honestly, really, really enjoyed hearing your, your thoughts and, and opinions on it all. Um, but that's it. We're done this week. Uh, next week, 
we are going to have, I haven't told you this yet, Cats, we're going to have Casual Spaceman on and, and he's going to talk a little bit more in depth about uh, what we talked about here and uh, it could be a nice opposing view. So um, we'll get him on, should be good fun. Um, but we are done. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you so much, Cats, for joining us um, and we'll see you all soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.